Welcome to another episode of In the Life of Sean Powers. He keeps you entertained on the morning show on My1043 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. But what is he like after the show? Well, here you go. It's me, Sean Powers. Welcome into another podcast of me talking about my life and what's going on in my world. And, you know, as a lot of you know, I've uh, I've been battling a lot of uh, addiction problems with my gambling. And um, just recently had my one year anniversary of being clean and sober from gambling. And it's been a, it's been a long venture. And, you know, right now I'm dealing with a, um, a lot of allergy issues going on and a lot of uh, sinus drainage and a lot of physical stuff with the weather's changing up and down here in mid-Michigan. Again, you know, for crying out loud, last week it was in the 80s and low 90s, and now it's in the 30s, and <laughs> I got a lot of a lot of that <coughs> crud going on. So bear with my voice as it's going in and out and up and down here on the podcast. But I wanted to uh, get right into this, and I just wanted to talk about um, you know my battle uh, with what I've been going through uh, for the past uh, well for several years, but uh, what I've been uh, what I've been going through the healing process over the past uh, year or so uh, with uh, with uh, the the trips that I've been making to my GA, Gamblers Anonymous. And, you know, they say they call it Gamblers Anonymous. But look, if you know somebody battling gambling addictions or if you're battling gambling addictions, I would highly recommend maybe you could, you know, come to the meetings that I go to. Um, There's meetings all over town. There's meetings all over mid-Michigan that you could attend. And maybe I could set you up with a meeting if you're uh, if you are, uh, you know, suffering from one of these things. And this is this is kind of where I'm going with this. I want to be able to help somebody uh, to their to their road to recovery, uh, just like like I, you know, I was able to uh, do get into mine, and I just want to give you a background on my uh, my situation. And you know, the, the the longer that I've gone to these meetings, because I go once a week. You know, we have these meetings uh, several times a week throughout the area, but I go to one particular meeting here in town every single Monday night, and it's, it lasts about an hour and a half, and there's a bunch of, you know, different people that come and go, and, uh, you know, I again, I've gone for the past year. Uh, I started my recovery on, um, on uh, April 12th of 2022. That is my date, and that's the date that I stick by. Now, if I have gone gambling since then, or I placed a bet, or I've done this or that, then my date would all automatically start over. But uh, over the past year, I've taken a lot of notes. Well, I've gone to uh, these meetings and I've taken a lot of inventory and I've taken a lot of self-reflection and I've looked back at my life and I've, I've looked back at, at what really started with me. And I want to say, um, you know, my, my dad uh, was never a really big gambler, but I found out recently it, it was uncovered because, you know, as, as you go through the process of trying to figure things out in your life and trying to strip away things and try to figure out where it, you know, where, where this gambling addiction, uh, you know, the, the, the addiction really started, it, it, it comes out in the wash to where you're peeling back layers of your life. And it's like an onion where you're peeling back layers of things. And the layers started getting peeled back. Uh, I just found out recently that when my dad passed away, that really fueled my depression and that really fueled my addictive personality. So I was born with an addictive personality and I didn't even know it. Now, when I was really, really young, before my dad passed away, my dad's sister, my Aunt Janet, who I, I, I can't blame her for this because she did it unbeknowingly, but she got us into playing cards. She taught me how to play poker, five card, seven card, um, 
uh, playing baseball, you know, for nickels, dimes, and quarters. <clears throat> and we get together on birthdays, parties, anniversaries, holidays. And, you know, the thing would be, hey, let's play some cards. You guys want to play poker? You know, well, how much is a buy-in? Well, you know, nickels, dimes, quarters, no copper on the table. <clears throat> you know, we would we would sit around the card table and we would play poker at, at holidays. And, and it was cool. You know, everybody would chip, you know, not everybody, but most people would chip in. The cousins would chip in. And we would play some card games. It was fun. It was a great, you know, it was our time of bonding. That's how we celebrated the holidays together. And we're talking Easter. We're talking Thanksgiving time. We're talking, you know, Halloween. And we're talking birthdays and anniversaries and, you know, reunions and just get-togethers. And then every Saturday night, there for the longest time, after I uh, I was in high school, after my dad passed away, you know, my brother and I would go to my Aunt Janet's house and our cousins would come over, my, my aunt's friends would come over. And every Saturday night for a couple of years, I remember every single Saturday night, we'd sit at my aunt's house and we'd play poker and we'd go there like eight o'clock on Saturday nights and we'd sit there and play poker until two or three in the morning. And it was every Saturday and it was so much fun just to connect. Now, sometimes we'd lose 20, 30 bucks. Other times we'd lose 70, 80 bucks. Sometimes we'd win a lot of money. And that really set it off for me and my gambling addiction. Then when I was 18, I discovered the big C word, the casino. And we didn't have a casino in Toledo when I was growing up. I had to go to Detroit. And that was the closest casino. Um, and I remember driving up there with my buddy Johnny, who uh, who grew up down the street from me because he was from Detroit. He moved to Toledo. His stepmom uh, married Tom uh, Tom down the road. Tom Meeker was the guy's name. And and uh, so I went up to Detroit with Johnny. We went to a casino. And I remember that was my first excursion into a casino at, at the age of 18. And I had ID and all that. So we'd go up there. And I remember sitting at a slot machine going, what is this? This is kind of cool. It's a video game. And I remember sitting at the slot machine and I had like 50 bucks on me. And I was like, man, this is cool. And I won like 75 bucks that night. And I was like, this is cool. And I took the money and I, I went home. And it was at that point that I was like, I kind of dig the casino. This is, a, the, this is a fun thing to do. And so I didn't get to go back for a little bit, but I just I kept it in my head. Hey, if I ever have a chance to go, I'm going to go to a casino again, and I'm going to take some money. So and, and one thing that I've learned is it's a progressive illness. Gambling is a progressive illness. One thing about gambling also is that there's no really no physical signs uh, you know, you can't really tell physically somebody who's a gambler, you know, with other you know, like with drugs and alcohol. There's usually physical signs that you can tell somebody's into drugs or alcohol because, you know, you could tell somebody's deteriorating. If somebody's an alcoholic, you can tell they're drunk. They smell like alcohol. Um, you know, there's physical signs of that. Uh, somebody's a druggie. You can tell physical signs that somebody's a druggie. When somebody's a, somebody's a gambler, you can't pick them out of a lineup going, hey, which one's the gambler here? You can't tell. So it's a little bit easier to hide the, the fact of that. And it is a progressive illness. It is an emotional illness that gets people. It starts with an emotion. And for me, my emotional illness started with boredom, some depression, and it also started with some loneliness. You know, when I was lonely and bored, I'd be like, those are the deadly combination. That was a deadly combination for me. Loneliness and boredom would always drive me to the casino. And then, you know, when when my wife would get upset with me and she'd, you know, and I would I would choose that as an opportunity to have an argument with her. And that argument that I would have, that would be my excuse to go, you know what? Forget this. Screw you. I'm going to the casino. That was always my out to be able to go gamble. 
and just to be able to escape reality. Now, it progressively got worse and worse. The money kept going and going and flowing. And whether I won or lost, it didn't matter. I was out doing what I wanted to do. It's a progressive illness that continues to get worse and worse. You know, when you place that first bet, it it it, it it's the thrill of either winning or losing, right? Well, when I would go to the casinos at that point, it wasn't even about winning or losing. I just wanted to be there. Then it started to leak over into, well, you know what? I want to play the scratch-off tickets. Then I started getting into the lottery. I never really got into the online gambling. Uh, a little bit I did. I, I played online a little bit, but you know, with your phone and stuff, I never got into that. And I know there's people that are addicted to that. And whatever, whatever, whatever your addiction is with gambling, gambling is a horrible disease. It's a progressive disease that you can never, ever be cured of. And that's the thing with GA, Gamblers Anonymous, that I attend. You know, out of 52 weeks, I've attended 50 meetings. Yeah, good for me, Pat, on the back. Well, I need it. That's why I've, I've gone to every one except two. The only two that I didn't go to last May when I had COVID, I didn't attend that meeting. And then when my wife and I went on vacation a couple of weeks ago, we were gone on that Monday and I didn't attend that meeting. Other than that, I've been to every other meeting. And... I go because I need to connect. I need to stay. It's like church. You know, it's it's like going to church, going to God's house. You need to stay spiritually filled with God's word when you go to church, right? It keeps you motivated. It keeps you grounded. It also keeps you um, you know, to to the point when you're when you're connecting with other believers, it keeps you in God's word and it keeps you moving forward and it strengthens your faith. It's like when you read the Bible, it strengthens your faith. Well, going to GA strengthens my my recovery. You know, it's like when you have medicine, it strengthens your recovery to get better. And that's exactly why I go to GA, Gamblers Anonymous. And they do have them in this area. So if you know somebody who's struggling, I'm telling you, it's, you know, you don't have to be embarrassed. You know, you don't have to be embarrassed. There's no embarrassment to it. There's no judgment to it. You know, everybody that goes, people go, oh my gosh, what do I talk about? Oh, I can't talk about my problems. I can't share my, my, my issues. Oh my gosh. Every, you know, here's the thing that I've learned with the people that have come and gone through GA since I've been there. The people that have come in, they've come in for, for a few weeks or months or whatever, and then they leave. And then the new bat, you know, people that, that come in, it's like a revolving door. People that come in and, they, and then they leave, and then they come in and then they leave. Everybody has the same characteristics. There's the same character, exact same characteristics. Everybody has the same. Everybody has a different background, and everybody comes to the same place, but every, the, the characteristics are the same. And it's a 12-step program, just like it is for drugs and alcohol. You know, it, it's just it's the same 12-step program. However, the recovery process is never-ending. It's a never-ending process. Here's the thing. You have a great support staff. You have a great support st- – not staff. You have a great support system uh, in mid-Michigan. And there's plenty of people who attend these meetings. And, again, whatever's, whatever's discussed in these meetings stays in these meetings. I remember, I remember so much hearing so many stories from so many people that have strengthened me and that helped me figure out my problems and why I do what I do, why I did what I did, why I was the way that I was, why I would want to gamble, what created in me to gamble. And I'll tell you this, one thing that I learned big time, I have character flaws. 
I, <laughs> you know, I had to humble myself before these other people. I had to go, you know what? I, you know, and it took a long time for me to realize, hey, you know what? I, I screw stuff up. I've screwed up so much in my life. I am not perfect. By far, I'm not perfect. I have a lot of flaws. I have a lot of things that I've screwed up. A lot of things. You know, I've hurt people purposefully and 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 not 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 even knowingly as well. But the one thing that I kept coming back to was I need to get my next fix. My next fix, my next high. My next high wasn't drugs or alcohol. My next high was that next bet. Am I gonna hit big on this hit on this on this bet? Or am I gonna lose it all? And it's that it's that it's that high not knowing. It's that chance that I'm gonna hit. The other thing that I would do is I would always go out and play, you know, I would help out all these charity events and I would be like every charity event that I would do, I would get 50-50 raffles or I would buy the raffle tickets because I wanted to win something. And when I'd win something, I'd be like, yeah, I'd feel on top of the world. It made me feel powerful when I'd go to the casino, I'd take a hundred bucks with me. I'd go to the casino I'd hit a thousand. I hit 5,000. I remember this. It was on... Um, St. Patrick's Day of 2018. It was a Sunday. And I was over at the casino with a friend of mine at the time and her family. And she was off playing with her, or she was off putting her kids into uh, checking them in or checking them out of the Kids Quest area. And my son was over there playing with them in the Kids Quest area. And she texted me, hey, I'm ready to leave. Are you? And I just told her, hey, I just sat down at this dollar machine. So let me tell you about this excursion, okay? I was down... And I'm talking down probably, I you know, I had been here about a year at that point in Mount Pleasant. And I had my Players Club card. And I was trying to work up to the Diamond Club membership over at the casino in a big way. And I love, look, I, I don't down, I don't, I don't fault the casino for my gambling addiction and my problems. Because here's the thing, 99% of people who gamble and who utilize the casino for entertainment, for gambling and gaming... They can control their. They can control it. I'm part of that one percent that cannot control themselves. That's why I needed Gamblers Anonymous. Okay, so I cannot. It's not the casino's fault at all. And I try to blame the casino for a minute, and I'm thinking it's not the casino. It's me. I try to blame other people. It's not them. I try to blame circumstances in my life. Why I, you know, I try to use those as excuses. It's not that. It was me. It was totally me. I'm the problem. I'm the one who could have stopped it at any time. You know, I'm the one who walked in in the casino in my conscience and knowingly knowing what I was going to do. And I didn't do anything to stop it. I'm the, I was the one. So if you have a problem with gambling and you can't stop yourself then yes, please, please take a quick evaluation of yourself and go, I need some help here. Sean, can you help me here? Please, what can I, as Sean Zilla, what can I do to help you get yourself better, to get you off of that wagon? And again, I'm not here to blame the casino. It's not the casino's fault. It's not my wife's fault that we have an argument, that we had money problems, that we had emotional problems in our marriage, that we almost got a divorce a few times, that my kids are the problem. No, it was me. 
And I had to learn to accept that. My character flaws were the problem. And it was me and my character flaws and my past and everything that happened in my life that led up to this moment for me to go, I hit rock bottom, I got to stop. Here's here's a truth for me. I went to the first meeting of Gamblers Anonymous, and they were, at that time we were meeting at the, at the uh, CRDL, Chippewa River District Library. This was last April, and we met in the one room. And I remember my first time walking in, the room was packed with people, and I walked in, and I met the, the, the I call him the ringleader, but he was the chairperson at the time, and he still is. And I, I, I shook his hand because I was led there for my friend, Wendy, and I'm going to give Wendy props for this because she led me to this meeting place, and she says, go over there and check it out. I walked in. I was scared. I didn't know what to expect. A room full of people, and I'm like, oh, crap. What the hell did I just get myself into? And I remember walking into that meeting, and this was on uh, April 3rd or April 4th of uh, 2022. And I sat there, and they went around the room, and they said that, and I said, yeah. And I admitted to my, I admitted out loud for the first time in my entire life, I'm Sean, and I have a gambling problem. I'm a gambling degenerate, and I have a problem with it. And I need to, I need the help, and I need to stop. And they said, "You're in the right place. We're gonna, you know, you're in the right place. Keep coming back. It works if you work it, and you are worth it." That's what they said. And this was on a Monday, and that Wednesday, two days later, guess where my ass was at? Back at the casino gambling. Two days later, and I felt I was over there and I felt horrible for being there. I felt guilty. So what I did that Wednesdays, I, I played for a while and I knew I was I was in the wrong. And I was like, I have a huge problem. This is horrible. I just went to a GA meeting and now I'm over here at the casino two days later gambling again. And I gambled away like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks or whatever. And at that point, I was like, I got to, oh my God, this is, I have a real problem. So what I did the following Monday, I went back to this GA meeting on April 12th, 2022. I surrendered my player's club card. I threw it in the bin and I, I was weird for doing that. I felt weird for doing that, you know? And I said, I'm done. This is it. This is rock, rock, rock bottom. I need help. This is it. I surrender myself. I surrender it all. And again, I can't blame the casino. I can't blame my family. I can't I have to blame myself for getting myself into this hole. So it but I'm looking back and I'm looking at all these circumstances in my life and a year late, you know, a year down the road now, because I just got my one year uh, my little medal uh, this past Monday at GA. And I'm telling you, I look at that medal. And I'm still learning. Okay. I'm still learning. I just learned something new from a young gentleman who just taught me something new about myself this past Monday. Every week I learn something new about myself that nudges me forward into my recovery. And you know what? If you joined it, you and you're going through this or you know somebody's going through this, I would highly recommend it. It's a light in the world that can help save your life or somebody's life. And I'm not trying to be a proponent for for Gamblers Anonymous, but at the same time I am because it saved my life. It really seriously saved my life. And if you need to get into it, please reach out to me. It's all anonymous. I I'll just tell you where to go. And if you show up, great. If you don't, that's that's up to you. But I just want to let you know that it's out there and there's help. And 
God saved mine. God God brought me to it. And God can bring you to it and God can bring you through it. And God can and it, look, look, you have to make the decision though. I can't do it for you. But I wanted to share my story with you a little bit more in depth. You know, I gambled thousands and thousands of dollars away, put a lot of it on credit cards, which I'm still paying off. And I'm doing it, doing it the way that I need to, because I need to do it the right way. I need to do it because I need to have a little bit of pain. And the pain that I have right now is I'm still paying a lot of interest on some of these credit cards because that pain of paying that money back is still my reminder of how bad of a person I was for doing this. And it's still, I need to have, I need to have those consequences. That's the consequence to the gambling that I, that I racked up on that, the debt that I racked up. So I'm not out of the woods, but you know what? The recovery process from this side is a lot better than what my life would be like if I wouldn't be in GA. And that's basically what I wanted to share with you guys today is, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's a long road. It's a lifetime commitment. You know, you can't be cured of gambling, but you surely can arrest it every single freaking day of your life. I'm Sean Powers, gambling degenerate, 412-22, well on my way to a lifetime recovery, and you can too if you choose. God bless you all. We'll talk to you very soon. Have a great one. for listening to In the Life of Sean Powers weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.